Thank you, Alex. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this over. Uh, New Life School of Ministry is in Anderson, Indiana. We have been in relationship with them for many, many, many years. And they're just a wonderful group of people that are hard after the heart of God when it comes to missions. And so today you're going to be blessed. And so I'm going to turn it over to Julie. If you guys wouldn't uh, welcome Julie Dale and her team from New Life School of Ministry. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a delight the way the Father poured out his heart today. Such a delight to be here with you. We're so excited and honored to be here. We thank Pastor Eric and the leadership team for opening up this service that we can come and be a part of it with you. We're New Life School of Ministry and Missions, and um, we have a program that we want to do for you today um, that shares some of it. But we're a two-year program. Um, and you can actually get a, a bachelor's degree through our program, but really the heart of the school is that our students have the revelation knowledge of in the heart instead of filling the head with just a bunch of knowledge, but having that revelation to know God and to be known by him, to hear his voice, to listen and obey and to fulfill the Great Commission. So we have um, six of our eight full-time students here today, and I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves really quick so you have a name to go with the face. Hi. Um, my voice is a little, sorry. I'm Nora. <laughs> I'm 17, and I'm from Fort Wayne. My name is Cassandra Rudolph, and I am 20, and I'm from Montpelier, Ohio. My name is Caitlin York. I'm also 20, and I moved from Montpelier, Ohio. My name is Janice Smith. I'm 19 years old, and I'm from Anderson. My name is Sam Green. I'm 30, and I'm originally from Ohio, but my wife and I lived in Bloomington for a while. Now we live in Anderson. My name is Elijah Kimberly. I'm 18, and I'm from Wilkinson, Indiana. All right. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> We have a group of radical global disciples, and we are intent upon doing our part in changing the world. So we are going to Kalmykia, Russia in May. They're uh, considered an unreached people group. I know uh, some of you have been there. And so we are so excited about what God is doing. So after service, we're going to provide a meal. We hope that you will join us in this fundraiser as we raise the funds to send uh, so many young people um, over to Kalmykia, Russia. But enough about us and, and who we are. I'll just tell you that uh, if you don't know what your destiny is, if you don't feel like you have a call of God on your life, if you feel like you can't preach or teach or minister anywhere, um, or you just don't know what that is, then come talk to us. We have uh, a program that will absolutely light that on fire and uh, continue that work of that identity message. Um, but we want to present to you some elements of the nations today, not just Kalmykia that we're going to, but bring you uh, the nations in front of you. We believe that God the Father has upon his heart seeing the nations reached for him. It is the heartbeat of the Father. And so we pray that we are able to just release a portion of that for what he's given us and uh, just ignite what you already have and make it burn even brighter. And so um, we've got a program where we're going to 
going to kind of confront a little bit with the brokenness of the world. You know, in America, we can stay in the comforts of our homes and the comforts of our big easy chairs, eating our comfort food and going to bed in our big comfy bed. (laughs) Um, But none of that in and of itself is wrong. But we don't like to be uncomfortable. So today, there may be a little bit of uncomfortable just in the images because the world is broken. We don't necessarily even know there's a world out there because we can just be consumed with America. But we're going to bring in the nations today and show you a little bit of the brokenness, not to depress you, not to make you feel hopeless in the face of it, but instead to try to impart to you that you can do something. You can change the world with your prayers. You can go. You can send. You have a part to play in the Father and Jesus receiving his inheritance of the nations. They will be before his throne um, and declare that he is their Lord. Revelation 7, 9 says they will be before the throne, every tongue, every tribe, every nation, every language, and they will be saying with a mighty roar, salvation belongs to our God, our God. The destiny of Kalmykia is to be before the throne saying he is my God. The destiny of North Korea is to be the Lord's. The destiny of every tongue, tribe, people, nation is to be before the Lord. And so the first thing we want to start with as a school is to do a flag march where we bring forth the flags of the nations before you and have a prophetic declaration that says, come forth. And, um, and so we would like for you in your heart to agree with us that we will call forth the nation of North Korea into light out of darkness, to call Call forth Kalmykia into the kingdom of God. And so if you will join with us, we're so excited to be here today. And thank you so much. Now we're going to prophetically call forth these different nations out of their darkness and into the light of Jesus. USA. Come forth. Israel, Deiro Igu, Russia, Edi Vaughn, South Africa, Kum Ait, France, Saul, Brazil, Vuinfuera, China. Chulai, El Salvador, Buenfuera, Germany, Cum Ejaus, Guatemala, Ketel Pachiri, Haiti, Soti Deo, India, Ake Ao, Jamaica, Kum Alta, Japan, Dedeguru, Kenya, Tokaniye, Mexico, Vain Aki, Morocco, Alemakhejan, Mozambique, Saidai, New Zealand, 
come forth. North Korea. Now. Papua New Guinea. Ayosabagainya. Puerto Rico. Buenfuera. Saudi Arabia. Alema Kherishan. Senegal. Nival Sibiti. South Korea. Now. Tajikistan. Omadan. Tibet. Yongfi. Turkey. Ileri Gel. Vietnam. Kome Ra. Kalmykia. Harv Naran. Come for I want to say that when we first had the idea of just bringing different flags up and just calling them forth in their languages, and I got chosen to do that, I was just like, oh, man, that sounds so cool. And I kind of got into the motions of saying, okay, this um, okay, say so come forth, okay. And I just was focused on not messing up and, and, and doing all those kinds of things. But in the midst of it, I kind of, you know, you get in the motions and you get lost and you think, okay, it's just another flag, I'm saying come forth. But really, it's, it's so much more. I mean, that flag, that one flag represents a whole entire nation. It doesn't represent just that nation. It represents the individuals in that nation. The individuals, like, like Levi, there are young men like Levi in those nations. There are women like Ashley in those nations. There are little children. Oh, and, and God's heart, he burns for them. He loves them so earnestly. As much as he loves you and I, he loves them. They are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And there are lost people there. There are lost people who don't know Jesus like we know. They are told, okay, you have this statue. If you do not come to it, if you do not bow down to it, you are going to be hurt. They are scared for their lives over something made, man-made that a human made and told them to worship. They're fearful. I was just, I was thinking, um, before we even came up here, how I just heard Skillet, like, at Winter Jam the other day, and I, I God told me to buy a CD, and I was thinking, okay, that's silly, but I'll go get it. And on the CD, there's a, a song called Fire and Fury. And he really just spoke to me through that song, just like, this is how I feel. You're not supposed to go through the motions. You're not supposed to have dry bones, but you have the life. He feels the fire and fury for these individuals in the nations. He sees a little boy on the street dying because he doesn't have the food. 
And he sees him lost. He doesn't have anybody to show him that. His spirit cries out earnestly for them. So I just want, I want to pray over every one of you right now. Father, we just want to come to you and come with you with a desire, a longing for, a burning in our hearts, a fire and a fury for these people, for these lost nations. God, I just ask that you give each and every one of these individuals here a nation on their heart. I ask you to put it into their heart, engrave it into them, and give them the ability to just cry out for these nations, for your name, Father. Cry out to be saved, to see the light of Jesus, to yearn and know the Son of God like we do, to know the absolute best lover, the groomsman who is coming back. Father, I just pray that you ignite the fire and you set it off like a wildfire. God, I'm praying for this to bubble up within their souls right now in Jesus' name. I want to pray this. Thank you, Father, that we are able to impart such passion as what you have. Give us just an ounce of that in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we started um, coming in here and worship and everything, we were in prayer, and we haven't done a conference in about three weeks, so we needed to get our mindset back to not just about the school anymore, not even just about Kamikia anymore, but a passion and a desire for the nations. And, and I wish I can describe the vision like I saw it, but I, I couldn't see faces, but it was just people. And, and it doesn't just have to be people outside the congregation, a different church, but it was a group of people holding flags for the nations, dancing around the throne room, dancing, worshiping, representing them, showing God, these people need you. And that's what he has called us to do. He called us to intercede on their behalf. That's something that's so wonderful and just so great that we have, that not everyone has, is we have the Bible. We have scriptures. And sometimes the Bible can be overlooked, and sometimes scriptures can be looked down on. That maybe they're irrelevant, or, or that was made 2,000 years ago. How could that affect me? But let me tell you, those scriptures, they reveal things. They have promises that we stand on. They have so much power in them. They are the ones that move mountains. They're the words that we sang today. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Now, some of you might not even know what ambassador means. It means to be a representative. And that's not just New Life School of Ministry being a representative in Kamikia no more. That's not just about me going over to Africa. That's even here at home. Today, I was crying for my family because 
they are not saved. And I know God has called me to be an ambassador, to be a representative on their behalf so they know they can be reconciled to God, so they know they can have restored relationship with the Father. Something I want to say real quick, if any of you have any lost members, any friends, any family, God wants you to know that you have a purpose and you have a plan and you are an ambassador for God. You are a representative to go into the work field, to go to home and even go to the nations. You have power. You have words that influence, and you have words that impact people. Something that we do in New Life School of, um, well, the New Life Church is we declare scripture over our life. And that is what we are going to do today. We are going to speak it into existence. The, what's in the green, that is what we are going to say. So repeat after me. But I want, before I say that, Repeat after me with conviction. Repeat after me with power. Repeat after me with something that's going to speak to your heart. That it's not just going to be up here, and it's not just going to be words that come out, but it's going to be words that are going to stay within here. So since I am Christ's ambassador, God, you are making your appeal through me. God, you are your through me. I, am I am begging people for your sake, for your sake. to lay hold of this divine favor, hold of this divine favor. And, be to you. and be reconciled to you. So, <laughs> so my challenge is is when you come out of this church today, be the ambassador, be the representative, because you might be the only Bible they see. You might be the only Bible they'll ever read.
the making people before your throne right now. And I pray that you will raise us up, God, to lay them on our hearts with such a burden that we can't help but pray for them constantly, God. Raise up intercessors to pray on behalf of these people, to stand in the gap for these people that you love so much, God. Kamikia is a nation loved by you. And God, I pray that you will help us to feel that love. Help us, God. Lord, I pray that you will raise up strong local churches there. God, as we go to them, I pray that we will just be an encouragement to them and that their faith will just build and grow. And I pray for the bondage that they have of shamanism and Buddhism. God, I pray that you will break that off and that they will see that there's no need to be in fear of a God, that there is a God that loves them so much that they don't have to worship out of fear, but out of love and out of desire. So God, I pray this in your name. Amen. So I'm Jana Smith, and um, I'm 19 years old, and Kamikia was put onto my heart a few years ago. Um, I was 16 or 17, and I was at a missions conference called Kairos Class, and I was just a kid in high school taking the class, and God really spoke to my heart that week, and he showed me how the gospel is not just about me, and how, you know, yes, Jesus loves me so much, but there's something that else that I can do, and I can share that with other people. 
And I've had prophecies over my life that I was supposed to be a missionary. But I figured, okay, I can do what I want to do. I can go to college, get the degree I wanted to get so I could support myself. And then I could go be a missionary after that. Well, God kind of rocked my world, and that's not what he wanted me to do. <laughs> Who knows in here that if you have a plan, that God might kind of come in and say, that's not exactly what I had planned for you. So that's what, he, that's what happened. So here I am a few years later going to New Life School of Ministry, and I have never been happier in my walk with the Lord. And all of this to say that God has called me to Kamnikia, Russia, not just to go this May, but to dedicate my life to this nation for a season. And that's not something that I take lightly. I, I have a real big burden for these people, and I just pray that that passion can be um, expressed through all of this. But as I have been kind of impassioned for Kamikia, there's been a verse that's really been put on my heart, and it's Romans 10, 14 through 17, and it goes, But how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? We are sent to do that, guys. We are sent to go to these people. You might be sent to go to another nation. It may not be Kamikia. It might be somewhere else. We are all sent to do something. We might be sent to go talk to our neighbor across the street and to share God's love. We are all called to something. We can all be called to pray for these people, to intercede on behalf of them. That's something we all can do. We can send. You guys can support us financially through your prayers. You guys can go yourselves. Those are three things that everybody can do, at least one of. And through all of this, it hasn't been easy. When you go to a Bible college and you're not going to get a degree that pays your way, that's not going to support you, you know, some people don't agree with that. I've had friends and family, random strangers I meet at my work tell me, that's a waste of your time. Go into this Bible college that's not going to get you a degree. That's a waste of your time. Guys, I'm here to tell you today that if going to this Bible college is a waste of my time, that if going to these people and sharing God's love is a waste of my time, I will gladly waste my life for the Lord. <laughs> so I am committed to going to Kamikia. I am passionately committed to go to these people and sharing God's love. Will you guys be a part of that with us? What if the way we live our lives today affects those who do not know God? What if we became impassioned about the gospel to those who have never heard the name of Jesus? What if we felt Christ love for the nations so much that we couldn't help but make a difference. What if God placed a burden on your heart to intercede for the nations? What if the very thought of an unreached people group brought us to our knees? 
What if we began to pray every single day for these people who are lost and in darkness and bring them into the light? What if the way that we chose to spend our money or resources had nothing to do with us, but with the gospel of Jesus Christ? What if... What if we gave 1% of our weekly income to a cause greater than our, ourselves, our local church, reaching the world. What if we look past our own desires and our own stuff? I mean, this could really save millions of people's lives for eternity. What if we pushed our fears aside, left the comforts of our own home, and traveled to an unreached nation? What if we stood face to face with a native who had never heard the name of Jesus Christ, didn't know of his gospel or his love, and we shared it with them? What if we don't? What if I don't? What if we Continue to sit in our seats week after week, remaining untouched and unmotivated for the gospel. What if God called us to make a difference in this world, to share his love and his word to those who have never heard him, but we don't do a thing? What if you don't? job is not done in the world that Christ gave us to do and the mandate is still binding on us today that's why we speak of unreached people groups but the missions is the back-breaking culture penetrating darkness shattering initial work to penetrate plant the church see it flourish get its own elders train its own people evangelize its own networks that's the task of missions. It's not over. And that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. And the alternative is hell. And millions and millions and millions of people are on their way there. And we have the only means of escape in our heads and in our hearts. Jesus Christ. There are many prodigal sons on our city streets they Crying.
So count the cost, brothers and sisters. This is not an invitation to an easy life. For 2,000 years, thousands and thousands of missionaries, the unnamed, no biographies written about them, just unnamed people of whom the world is not worthy, have counted this cost and put their lives at risk and reached the lost with the only message of salvation. seeing these pictures, it's, these videos, these people, 
It's our first reaction is we want to look away because it's hard. But <laughs> these people are real. Everyone came here today and felt the Father's love. Rejection was broken off of some people. But what about the children that have been rejected? They don't, have, they don't have people that are coming to them going, child in Christ, you stand and we can do that. We can go to them. Like Janice said, how can they call upon someone that they've never heard of? How can they hear of someone unless someone goes and tells them? And how can someone tell them unless they go? These, these people are real. I, I can't stress that enough. These people are real. And they are loved by God. The Father cries for them. The Spirit longs for these people. And we not, may not be able to change their situation, their poverty. You say, Nora, there's so much poverty. How can, how can I do anything about that? But you can do something about their situation for eternity. Which, which is eternity around the throne room of God. We can do something. You can do something. You can pray for them. Thank you. What if no one had ever told you about Jesus? What if you didn't have here to come to feel the richness of the presence of the Lord like you do every Sunday? What if you were still in darkness, bondage? What if you were consumed with fear? Completely empty, with absolutely no hope. What if you were dedicating your entire life and service to a demon somebody told you was a God, but it's an angry God, and you, you walk very carefully to make sure you don't anger that God. What if your children were doing it because you taught them? And what if your parents had spent their entire lives serving something false? What if nobody was coming to tell you anything different? This is the condition of over 6,000 people groups around the world. Most of them do not have a Bible and translate it in their language. There isn't a church down the street that they're just choosing not to go to. There's not a radio station that they can play Christian music. There isn't a TV station where they can turn it on and hear the word of the Lord because it's not there. They will never hear the name of Jesus unless somebody goes. And for most of them, Nobody is going. 3% of missionaries work within the unreached people groups. Most of the missionaries go to reached areas where there's already churches. I'm not downplaying what they do, but we need missionaries who are willing to go to the tough places 
Kalmykia is an unreached nation. But Kalmykia not only has the eye of the Father upon her, but she has the eye of this region, South Africa, and parts of Russia. And I'm telling you, God has started a fire in Kalmykia. And he has shown us that it will blaze brightly for him. It will become a bonfire in every prayer that is prayed, every person that goes, every person that sins just throws fuel on that fire. Pastor Sinal has just a handful of believers in his church in Kalmykia. He's crying desperately for people to go in discipleship. Do you know how he came to know Jesus? He read a Bible. Somebody gave him. He has one in his language. But do you know what Pastor Sinal does with his time? He hands out Bibles. And because of this region, because of what you have done in the past and what you are doing and, and all of these other things, we are, we are providing Bibles for Kalmykia. Yeah. We are enabling them to get a, vi- a vehicle so he can go to other towns to give those Bibles. There's a, there's a couple that have moved to Kalmykia from another part of Russia where they are hosting Bible studies in their home and people are coming. Something has been started in Kalmykia, and we want to be a part of discipling them. What if Kalmykia was no longer an unreached people group but reached? What if Kalmykia was reaching other nations because she was so much on fire? You see the poverty, you see the millions, and we say we can't do anything about that, but you can listen and obey and touch the one because one person touched you. And that person can touch another person. And that person touches their family. That family touches their town. That town touches their nation. And that nation can touch the world. It's not about what we can't do. It's about what we can do. What if you were a part of that? Please be a part of that. Not necessarily just with us, but in any way, shape, or form when it comes to praying, giving, and going to the nations. What if you prayed every day fervently for God to reach Kalmykia and he sent angels ahead of, ahead of time and he prepared the way? What if he sent dreams and visions because you prayed? And when the missionaries came, they went, I know this one. He met me in my dreams. What if God gave the missionaries keys to unlock strategies and doors to the culture and the heart of these people so they began to say, that's my heart song. I need this. I need the life that these people have. What if you went? What if you stood face to face with someone who had never heard the gospel and shared it with them for the first time and they found a God of hope? instead of fear, found a God of forgiveness instead of condemnation. What if you can't go, but you sent someone who could? What if? tell you a story. What if we did? You just feel the burden. 
How many people feel that this, this is truly ringing in their hearts? Does anybody raise their hand that this is truly hitting home today? Not only for the nations, but also for our, our lives, our loved ones, our kids, their lives, their destinies. I have a son. He's in the nursery back in Little Guppies or something for, I don't know what age limit it is for, but anyway, I think of him. That boy is powerful. The compassionate heart of my son, he has one of the most compassionate hearts I've ever seen. And the, one of the first things he did is we go to a prayer meeting and he touches somebody's heart and he goes, huh? There are over 6,000 people, groups, people groups. I mean, it encompasses a, a number larger than probably even 8 million now. 8 million people who haven't heard the life-giving, amazing name of Jesus. And they need to hear it. You know, I... <laughs> We're going to pass this here soon, and I just really want this. To the love of the Father is so greater than everything that we can think or imagine. He's greater than the circumstances in our lives. He's greater than our finances. He's greater than everything. He's greater than illnesses. He's greater than all of these demonic powers that stand in position. He can level them all. He has. He makes his enemies his footstool. He steps on them. We serve a mighty God. Our God is mighty to save. Believe. Believe in a God who says, I can do this. And we are his children. And we can say, Father... You say it, I can do it. I can look up to you and say, you are amazing. I'm going to follow after you. I know that you're my daddy, and my daddy can do anything. On this, this scroll, population sizes, religions, individual people group names, I'd always said, don't let the numbers become numb to you. All of these people, if, if there's just one, just one inside of this 12,300, the one that Julie was talking about can change that 12,300 into every single one of them saved. Our God is mighty. He's mighty. Whenever I looked at this girl for the first time, Julie was crying out to the Lord, and I allowed those words to penetrate my heart. So we can cry out, just like Joshua, we can walk around the walls of the enemy and cry out and shout and make a roar. That's what we need to do. We need to make a roar. We need to not be timid. We have to team up with the Holy Spirit, who is a spirit of not timidity. We have to roar in our own line, lives, and for the lives of our brothers and for our sisters. We have to roar. We have to come together because I was praying back there and I saw in this congregation that we are an army. 
that we are teamed up beside each other. There is nothing getting through this. There is nothing getting through this squad. We are a tight knit. We are together on this one. So that's how I see you guys. You guys have armor on, majestic armor that you can plow through anything. You can plow through anything and everything you set your hearts to. And you cry out to the Father because you have everything accessible to you. You have Jesus Christ. And he is the King of glory. So I want you, if you guys are not, if you guys are not near a scroll, I encourage you guys in the back, would you come forward to a scroll? Come forward to a scroll because we're going to cry out to the Lord. We're going to cry. We're going to look. We're going to allow the, the, the people group's name. I'm looking at the Sarki now for, from Nepal. There's 1,940, and they're, and they're trapped by a god of Hinduism, and they need freed. There's children, there's small little ones who are suffering on the roadsides, who are malnourished, who need a person to pick them up and feed them. The person who is coming and just feels the inkling of God to just say, God, rescue them right now. I just feel the inclination to just pray out for them right now that they would not die and not perish, but have everlasting life. That someone would come, that someone would proclaim the name of Jesus over their lives. That we could all just shout, just, I'd encourage you just to look and see a name of a people group and just really truly let this come home I was looking at this girl whenever they showed it to me the first time I looked and I saw the Tatar people and I said oh God I want my heart to burn for your inheritance I want my heart we want our hearts to burn for you God to be loved by you to love others as you have loved us that there was some grandma, there was some person who they were on their knees day and night crying out for my salvation. These people need someone to cry for theirs. And let us be the ones, Lord, at this hour, at this moment in time, that there are some, because of the cries of our heart, unto our Father for their salvation, Lord. This people group that I'm looking at with my eyes, Lord, that I would not become numb to the numbers or even just the process by what you were doing because you are leading us, Father. Your name is great. We say yes. We say yes to our Father in heaven over the lives of these people. We say yes to the blessings of life to them. We say yes, Jesus, to you cross the threshold that you said I will save them I will hang on a cross for their lives and we proclaim your salvation to them nations receive salvation receive Jesus Christ nations receive Jesus Christ oh father oh father we cry out right now for the Shekiah people Lord they're on your heart they're your your they're after you, Lord. We just pray that the reality is that they are people around your throne worshiping you, God. May we participate with you now, Holy Spirit, in crying out. I encourage you guys, lift your voice because we need a roar. We need to declare, just like Joshua, that these walls fall down, that these people come out of darkness into light. That they could now harnaran Come forth, USA, and all the homeless community, the needy community, come forth. Come out of your situation. Walk in freedom in Jesus' name. Those who are in Pakistan, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, come 
to know Christ. We implore you. We are your ambassadors, Jesus. We are your ambassadors. We are your children, God. And we are crying out unto you for their lives to be changed. We can rock the nations, Jesus, because you said we could. You gave us the authority. You said all authority has been given unto me and I give it to you. So we loose in the heavens salvation unto these people. We loose it in the heavens, Lord, and it be established upon the earth. God, may we come together to know who we really are. And Lord God, would you lead us by your Holy Spirit to continue to cry out to you day and night, Lord. We don't want to be numb. We don't want to be numb to the love that we can show others or show our brothers and sisters and show those out, like those who need your salvation. Oh, Father, help us, Lord. Help us. You give us that. You give us the passion and the desire. You fuel us with yourself. You know that we need you, even in this, Lord, to cry out, to help us to see your face. Help us to seek your face. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. You're doing a work in us today. Let it be an everlasting one. It's an everlasting work. These 6,000 people groups of 8 million people are supposed to be yours. They are 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 yours, God. They are yours. We are yours. No more hindrances, God, in our lives. Just break every hindrance in Jesus' name. We are passionate people because we are passionate children of our passionate God. Jesus, you love us. We love you. We love you, Lord. If you're if you're sitting, if you're able to, I'd like you to stand. I'd like you to stand. Just be careful standing up with the scroll. Just uh, Can you imagine? Can you imagine with me? Can you imagine 10,000 people who were who are from like Saudi Arabia, who had just encountered the living God, and all of a sudden they're all going, they're screaming out to their country to come into the fullness of their brothers and sisters in that country and our brothers and sisters to come into knowing the living God. So Lord, let us just 
I just encourage us to say Jesus seven times, and I want us to shout it. I really want to shout it because I think it's going to shake foundations. It's going to shake foundations of countries and nations. Repeat after me. Jesus! 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 Amen, Jesus. Amen, Lord. We will do this thing. We've done it today. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it the next day, God. We will cry out because you are a living God and you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Encourage whoever to just start rolling back the scroll and I'm going to pass off the mic here. Thank you. Amen. Everybody say amen. So be it. So be it. As they're rolling up the scroll, there's a couple things on my heart as we as we do this thing. You know, they, they've charged us. They've given us a vision of what God's heart is. And we can pray. <laughs> we can give and we can go. Right now, Andrea Wispens in Brazil, praise God, giving your life for missions. Joel has just gotten back from Jamaica, and I know many of us are called to do missions. Many of us are called to give. All of us are called to pray. And I challenge us to be that. You know, we've been studying Ephesians chapter 1 and what God has done to us and what he's done for us. But the really key of Ephesians is not just what he's done for us, but what he wants to do through us. Can I have an amen on that? And this is all a part of what God wants to do through us. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, that you have gloriously saved us. But it's not just for ourselves and to make our life easy. <laughs> but, God, it's that you might use us for your glory. And I pray, God, that today that you would put in our hearts praying, giving, and going. And Father, we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. As they're rolling up the scroll, I'm going to have the, I know it's going to take a while to, to roll that scroll up. We're going to have a dinner, and that, that dinner is a fundraiser, yes. It's $8 for an adult. I can't remember what it is for a child. What was it for a child? $4 for a child. That's a fundraiser, but we're also going to take up an offering right now for those who can't stay for the dinner, but you want to be part of the giving. Give because God tells you to give today. Don't give out of compulsion. Give because the Spirit of God is motivating your heart to give towards this mission trip. Another thing, in October, they're going to go back to Kalmuki. If there's something in your heart where God's stirring you to go to Kalmuki, I want you to tell us. And, and we'll believe God to make that happen in October for you. I know God wants to send some, and there's other nations in people's hearts. So let's obey the Spirit of God today. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. Ushers, if you could, Brian, bring the baskets. And um, what we're going to do is just pass those through the aisle and sow the seed.